Prevention is better than cure any day. Prevention is always better than, I mean, who would like to go through, you know, something and then think, oh, thank God I got saved. You know, it's like Father God uh, saved me and, you know, it's like I'm fine now. I mean, nobody would like to fall into the ditch. Nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to fall sick. That is why, you know, it's like even Sangeeta's uh, uh, sharing, she said that, you know, Jesus, even before he went to the cross, he dealt with something that was, uh, that was, that people go through, you know, it's like because of a mindset, they may be going through some sickness or some disease or something, uh, some infirmity. And, you know, it's like Father God dealt with that so that people should not have to go through it. And he did it through Jesus. He did it through the Son of Man. He did it through the Son of God who came as man. So man should not have to go through it. Now, the new man should not uh, have to even begin to conceive that in his mind that it is a possibility, you know. And uh, I think that's what I want to share uh, share about today. Gene's testimony was also witness uh, to what, uh, you know, Sangeeta was saying. I mean, everything was very well in sync. And so this thing about, uh, you know, it's like prevention is better than cure. Or, you know, it's like, what did God do that was so powerful through Jesus that set us free from everything that, you know, we should never have to suffer, never have to endure, never have to think about in life, right? The, what is this purpose-driven life that, you know, it's like we hear so much about? I mean, is it something that we need to be focused about in terms of, you know, it's like, I need to have a purpose in life. What is my purpose? What are we living for? And what did God do so that we could be set free in our mind as new men? as the new man, as sons of God, how can we be set free in our mind completely so that we are not thinking about how the old man lived? As sons of God, a son is never thinking, I can fall into trouble. A son is never thinking, something bad can happen to me. I can go through a problem. I can fall sick. You know, it's like a son never has to deal with that sort of a mindset. And that is the power of the cross. That is what Jesus accomplished through coming as man a body you have prepared for me is what he is what he said it was it was prophesied right and he came as the son of man he took on flesh just so that he could destroy he could do away with every effect of the flesh that would give man a conscience that said something can happen to you that's what he accomplished through the cross so when we are thinking about what jesus did right on the cross we really need to understand what was accomplished by the Father coming as Jesus to set us free and make us sons of God. Now, I want us to understand what it means to be a son, right? I already shared with you just now that, you know, it's like a son never has to think about something happening to him. Let alone, I mean, it is secondary that, you know, it's like how to get delivered from something, right? We are all growing we all have a mindset that is, you know, it's like, that's why, that's why Paul says, you know, put off uh, the old man, or rather put on the new man, right? Don't go, get into, you know, don't get sucked into what the old man's uh, mindset is, the way the old man thinks. Don't get sucked into that sort of mindset. And it's very true because it's like, as far as we are concerned, because we are living in this world, we tend to get sucked in by what people say, what people do, what's happening around us. And as a result of that, we tend to think that this is our life. And this is the normal. This is the way of life. Also, we tend to believe so many scriptures that, uh, that tell us, you know, it's like if you're living in the world, you will have trouble. But it goes on to say, but 
be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And that's Jesus' words, right? Now, if you and I are in Jesus, yeah, we have not just overcome the world, but according to Romans, we are more than conquerors. Now, what is more than a conqueror? More than a conqueror is someone who is looking from above, who is living the life from the right hand of the Father, who is living the li- his life as the Father himself, right? Because it says in Genesis, let us make man in our image, in, our in other words, let me make a manifestation of myself. Let me make another image of myself and let him live as me. That's what he meant when he made man as himself, an image of himself. So you and I are exactly like our father living in this world. Whatever you desire and whatever you intend, that will, that's what your life will be. That's how God designed it. He never designed a man who is a son of God, okay, to, to live under the subjection of some fear or something that will happen to him, right? In fact, it says in Psalms, and Jesus also quotes it uh, to, uh, to the Pharisees, to the people living in that time. He said in, in Psalms, it says, I said, you are gods, and all of you children of the Most High. Now, I mean, that's a really powerful statement. If, it's, if God says, I said that you are gods, okay, then, I mean, there's nothing to think about. It removes every shadow of doubt about who you and I truly are by identity. It removes doubts. What I mean, totally. You don't have to think, oh, wait a minute, you know, it's like, uh, I can't fall into trouble. I can have, uh, you know, it's like I can have problems. You, you're set free from that mindset. Jesus quoted it to, uh, the, to the Jews in, uh, of his time and they were kind of like, they were like, how can you call yourself God? You know, they were ready to stone him. But the truth of the matter is that he came to restore us back to that godlike nature when he destroyed the first Adam and the lineage of the first Adam so that we could live as him today. Right? So coming back to a purpose-driven life, what is this purpose-driven life? Many of us think that, you know, it's like, or rather the majority of the people of the world, they're always living a life that is so driven by, you know, it's like, uh, I need to stay healthy, I need to have a lot of money, I need to be successful, I need to be famous, I need to, you know, I need to have something, I need to be established, I need to be settled. And they live their life or in such a way so that they achieve these goals. They achieve these, uh, you know, uh, these things. The, the, this, this is what is driving them to live. And their life is based on this kind of a mindset that, you know, unless I get these things, I'm not going to be satisfied. Right? They find purpose through achieving these things in life. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong or it's bad or anything of the sort, but what happens as a result of that kind of a mindset is something that we see in people's lives. I mean, they're going through so much hardship and troubles and, you know, it's like the, the, the I mean, J, uh, take uh, James, for example, right? He says, the love for money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. The love for money is the root of all evil. In other words, you're pursuing money, you're pursuing wealth, you're pursuing uh, riches. It is the root of all evil, pursuit of it. Okay? It's not saying having money is evil. Uh, those who desire to be rich fall into all sorts of troubles. Now, I mean, those who desire to be rich, what does that mean? Yeah? Paul said, with food and clothing, you shall be content. Now, what, what kind of a life do you think Jesus lived? Right? He was the son of God. 
the son of god you would expect would be like he would have had the best donkey at his time or probably the best you know the most famous or the most you know powerful horse and he would have probably had a big mansion bigger than anyone else because he is the son of god he's jesus he's come from heaven why not right i mean this is the display of the son of god you have like the biggest house in the place so everybody knows yeah that's the son that's the son and he's the son of god right that's the mindset what do you think jesus did right he did not go running after money and this and that money came after him wealth came after him people came after him why because he was the son of god he did not need these these kind of things everything that jesus did was to nullify the mindset of the old man the purpose was to set people free in their minds so that their lives would fall in place would follow suit with the free mind a free conscience that is the purpose of our life you be free in your mind and everything else in your life starts falling in place the moment you are driven by things of the world or things i'm not saying things of the world are bad okay i'm not saying that you know it's like everything in the world is bad no i mean things are good everything that god made is good the way people think about things and the way people you know live their lives or the way they kind of like bring themselves into bondage that causes problems for them that is something you and i should not come under what we should be uh, set free from is this mind that says that unless i accomplish this or unless i get so much money unless i stay in you know it's like uh, unless i follow you know this, I, i'm i'm of this weight or you know i then i will be satisfied in life i know i was driven by you know it's like i i i, I wasn't really fat but i wanted to reach one certain you know weight number so i was like yeah i'm going to diet and all that and i went on the diet and I, and i enjoyed the diet it was good it was really you know uh, enjoyable i mean the you know getting away from foods and all that it's really uh, thrilling i went to the gym and i lost like 10 kilos or 12 kilos something like that in 2 months so i was like pumped you know and uh, as far as i was concerned it was like a good thing but then i was thinking you know it's like from that moment on it started going into a direction uh, my mind started thinking in a direction that you know it's like uh, i need to maintain this and you know it's like i i need to i should not put on one more kilo i should not i should stay this and that became a mindset and sort of brought me into a bondage where now i have to sustain it i did not like that kind of a bondage anymore while going through that it was like fun no doubt but when i came to that place where now i have to sustain this weight it was not becoming fun because all the good stuff that i was seeing you know it's like lovely uh, sweets and good chicken and good you know dishes loaded with you know carbs i was like oh my god i wish i could eat that you know and i missed out i missed out on all the good stuff but so i was like you know i was like oh, no i mean this is not happening so i i decided that you know, if jesus was the one who gave me his health if jesus is the one who gave me his body and his uh, life then i'm exactly like him i don't have to try to become like him so i changed my mind about that and i was like you know i'm just going to you know be set free in my mind i'm just going to do whatever i want to do and nothing can touch my body unless i allow it so i decided that you know it's like i'm just going to be free and i i let myself loose i saw my weight start increasing i was like oh my god you know it's like oh oh and one one kilo after the other it started going up and i was like maybe i you know i was too hurried in my judgment maybe i was too you know it's like uh, maybe i should go back to the diet and this conflict went on in my mind for quite some time again that was a bondage right 
I had to get this. Unless I got that, it was not going to be satisfying. It, I would not be, you know, successful or something like that. So I decided that I'm just going to let it loose and I, 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 I let it go. And I found that the moment I let it go, my weight did not increase from there any more than where it had stopped. And I made I eat everything. Okay, I'm not thinking about food now. I'm just thinking, oh, it looks good. Let's eat. So I'm, I'm okay. I'll just eat anything I want, whenever I want. Whenever I'm not hungry, I just don't eat. Whenever I eat. So it's like I'm set free in my mind because it's like I don't want to go bring my mind under a bondage that says I need something. The moment you think in your mind, I need something, you have brought yourself under a bondage because the sun does not need. A sun needs nothing. See, Jesus, like I said, right? Everything came after him. He went to the temple with, uh, uh, with Peter and uh, they needed tax money. And he was like, okay, fine, you know, just go catch a fish. You'll find the money in his mouth. What? I mean, that does not even seem logical, right? He should have said, go get Judas. He has all the money. Or if he wanted to go to the temple, he should have brought Judas along, not Peter. Right? I mean, that's the most practical thing to do. But as far as Jesus was concerned, he never had to. He knew there would be a fish somewhere lying around the place where he would have his money for tax for to enter the temple. So, I mean, it was done. Right? Everyone was, everything was made available to him. So, he never had to think, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Where am I going to sleep? And his life was 100%. As far as a son of God is concerned. So I'm not saying live like Jesus and you know, it's like you got to go and catch a fish and you know, it's like just, I'm not saying all that. What I am trying to say is that our mind needs to be free, 100% free as the son of God should be, as the new man should be, so that we are never thinking, I need this. I need to be, I need to do this in order to be successful. In Galatians chapter 5, right? It says, it was for complete and absolute freedom that Christ has set us free. So don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean, don't be entangled again? Don't, get, don't subject yourself again to a yoke of bondage. It means that you have to do it willfully in order to come under bondage because Jesus has already taken away that bondage from us. So if we are completely free, why run after stuff that would bring us into bondage? Does that make sense? Right? We are already free. It's not that we are going to get free in the future or that God is setting us free in the future. No. It says we have already been set free because we are sons of God now. Yeah. We were always sons. We just know it now because Jesus came to set us free from that mindset of servants and, and, and bond servants. And you know, it's like uh, the old man mindset that was always subject, right? The, under, the underdog mindset. He came to set us free so that now in our mind we are completely set free. We know the sacrifice of Jesus. We know what he's done at the cross. We know that he died to remove that mindset of bondage from us. So we are completely free now. Don't get entangled again with anything that would bring your mind in bondage because this is where everything starts. Your mind is where everything begins. If a person has to be set free, he has to first be set free in his mind. Right? I mean, I know so many uh, ministers and leaders and people who are like so driven by ministry and, and it's passion for them. It's awesome that the way they go after ministry. You know. But after some time from ministry, it becomes more like, uh, you know, it's like a work, a kind of a, what do you say, an obligation or something that they have to do. They go from the passion of it 
which at the beginning is very much you know on fire and then they go into a bondage where it's like you know oh my god i have to go and pray for this guy yeah? i have to wake up in the middle of the night and you know it's like deliver this guy and you know it's like i have to go and you know it's like i want to go on vacation i want to instead i have to go and do this funeral i have to go and you know give get this guy married and all these things become a bondage and i know so many ministers who want to break free from this right but they don't know how they are already in it do you think there is a, a, a son who is free think about it for yourself right do you think a person i mean he's doing the ministry no doubt right he's in the he has a big ministry or whatever it is and he's still in that bondage of i have to do something you know jesus never went around doing anything because oh my god lazarus is dead pick up your bags let's go i mean he was like okay okay yeah two two more days let's stick around two more days and then we'll go so no urgency as far as uh, jesus was concerned he chilled so as far as you and i are concerned once we come into the identity of sons we have come not just into an identity of freedom we have come into the identity of life in other words you are already living in eternal life jesus didn't come to bring us to eternal life in the future eternal life is now right we are already in him we are already in eternal life in other words he who believes in the son has eternal life john chapter 6 so we are in life now we are not going to get life in the future we are living it now so the the thing of being set free is that we are already free in our mind don't entangle yourself with any bondage that says you need something you're going to have to have it you're going to have to work for it unless you struggle and strive and you know unless you slog for it it's not going to happen that's a life of bondage the moment you feel that you need to do something in order to you know it's like get something you have brought yourself into a life of bondage i remember in the early days that i was uh, you know uh, in business i was like you know always at the office or you know it's like always uh, for the client running around here and then you know trying to smooth the client over and you know it's like client servicing kind of thing and all that and uh, i was like you know like this this is a little too much yeah. i mean i don't really want to you know pass my life away servicing a, a client that is i mean it's like it's work keep work in work time you know something like that and and father god was like do you need the money i'm thinking like you know it's like don't really need anything because i have you and everything just comes so as far as uh, as far as that was concerned i kind of like let go to a place where whatever needs to be done it'll be done in the time it needs to be done i don't have to think about it right it set me free to a mind to a, to a mindset to a place where i was not running after accomplishing or getting things done i was i brought myself to a place where i did everything i loved to do passionately okay whatever i was passionate about i did whatever i was passionate about so that i didn't come under the bondage of having to do it in order to get something right and that is key because if you find the need to do something you have brought yourself into a place where that thing starts controlling your life and you don't want anything controlling your life god himself okay mind you the father himself does not want to control your life because he cannot do anything he sorry he will not do anything outside of your will it will be as if he is violating his own will because he and you are one the father and you are one right he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit 
So he does not want to violate your will. He wants you and me to live in complete freedom, complete freedom of mind. Because what, what comes out of freedom, what is produced by freedom, especially heavenly freedom, spiritual freedom, is an amazing productive life. A life that is, you know, exactly as Jesus lived his life here on earth. Because Jesus was our perfect example, right? He came to demonstrate what a son lives like. He came to demonstrate what a son is supposed to be. It's like, this is the life of a son. You will never have to run around doing anything. You can, you can just live your life in complete freedom. You have the Spirit of God in you who manifests everything around you. So when you're living in freedom, you're living in 100% life. Because that's the only thing that comes out. Do you imagine anyone in heaven, you know, it's like waking up and, you know, it's like going, uh, running around trying to do this and, you know, trying to get this accomplished, get that accomplished. No, 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 you know, I got to, I got to get this done. Otherwise it won't get done. What do I do? Can you imagine this kind of a life happening in heaven if, if, if you think about heaven like that? Obviously, I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? Because heaven is a complete reality. Heaven is a reality where everything is already done. Everything is accomplished. Everything is fulfilled. Now you and I are already in heaven. We are already sons. We are already manifesting heaven in our life because we have come into oneness with the Father. We have come into oneness with the Spirit. We have come into oneness with Jesus. In oneness with heaven himself. Right? So our life, okay, what is the purpose of your life? What, what are you living for? I believe the first thing you and I need to be living for is to realize Come into awareness of the freedom we have in Christ. Because the moment you come into that freedom of Christ, in your mind, that you are already free and you need nothing. It says so in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10. It says you are complete in Him. Complete means you don't need anything anymore. Everything will be made available to you whenever you need it. It will manifest from where? It's not going to manifest from outside you. It's going to manifest from inside you. Because everything has already been placed in you and his name is the Holy Spirit, right? And the best part is, you and I are everlasting doors and gates. We're gates. So only through us can everything manifest. So it's not going to come from outside, it's going to come from within us and it's going to materialize in our life. So what is the purpose of your life? That was, that's the idea, that's the question, right? The purpose of your life must first and foremost, primarily, be... Your mind needs to be free of anything that tells you you need something in life. You need to be successful. You need to have this. You need to have that. You don't need anything. Whatever you love, you go after it. Whatever you love, you do. You do everything that you are passionate about. And in that, you will grow and see the abundance of heaven just manifest from your life. Because that is what heaven is about. Heaven needs to manifest, right? There's like, for example, see, uh, it says uh, that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the world, right? Right from before anything was even created, the Lamb of God, in other words, the sacrifice for us to be set free was already made. It was made available. But if Jesus had not come in the form of flesh and died on the cross, we would not have the fullness of life that came through that event came through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. It had to manifest through the sacrifice, through the cross. Now, just the Lamb of God in the, in the heavenly uh, realms makes no difference to us. It had to become a physical event, right? In the same way, our blessing in the heavenly realms, right, is of 
is of no consequence to us here in this physical world that we are living in. It has to manifest and the only way it will manifest is through freedom and through the portals of our soul, which is, I know I have everything. Everything is already made available for me. I will step into everything I need whenever I need it. I never have to think. You know why? Because we are one with the Holy Spirit and everything we need just materializes in our life. Be set free in your mind. That is the first and foremost thing that you and I need to understand. Your mind is, is the starting place of freedom, right? If you are free in your mind, your life will be in complete freedom. Amen?